0: Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you
1: Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm
0: your son. Here
1: we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Hoping to find we're two of a kind. Make it a go, make it a pro. Hey everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoon's podcast. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm doing good. I had a nice I had breakfast for dinner. I had got to try out my new George Foreman grill with a waffle griddle on it, and it was just everything was really good. I made some scrambled eggs with shredded cheese. And some bacon. Yeah, it was yummy. Today, Jeremy and I went down to Petco and Liesl participated in the hamster ball derby. She didn't win, which it was not a big deal. I was like the only adult competing. And it's like, I'm happy that the the kid that had signed up before me, actually, the one I had Liesl race against his hamster, he actually, he won the whole thing, which is great because... I told Jeremy afterwards something. Like, I would have felt really bad if I, if Liesl had won, and you know if an adult had won against these kids, just it just to me wouldn't have been fair. I told Jeremy as we were walking out to the car. I said if I had won, I would have given it to whoever was second place. I just yeah, <laughs> but it was a fun time. And tomorrow, Jeremy and I are going to go and see the new uh, it chapter two. Yeah, uh, last week. Rewatched chapter one and I'm ready to see the new one and see how this one concludes and how it's different from the 1991 TV miniseries. Labor Day's done and over, so the next thing we're looking forward to is fall officially starting in about three weeks. But today I'm going to be talking about a lighter episode. Uh, a goofy, funny episode, hopefully. Uh, it's season three, episode 20's Hot Shot, which aired on March 3rd, 1985. In this episode, a pair of scallywags, okay, use Rick and their scam to sell faulty cameras. This episode's got a 6.8 out of 10 rating based on 17 ratings on IMDb. It was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Ducklin, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Steven Pritzker, Alan L. Gansberg, someone who wrote the story, Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen, who are the creators of the show. And let's see, we have, uh, we do have a returning character, name of Nate, played by Gary Riley. If you've seen the 1986 movie Stand By Me, which is based on the book, the novella by Stephen King. The Body, he's making a reappearance. We get a character named Beth, who, I guess, whether the character, the actress definitely did, was in a season two episode with Rick, Ricky at the time and freddie who want to be it was the mr cool episode where they like have like green or red in their hair oh no that's freddie um and it's rick's wearing sunglasses and a leather jacket trying to impress this girl who is just a, a a total mean girl brat david horowitz asks himself who's david horowitz Uh, okay. The creator, host, and executive producer of the popular television program Fight Back with David Horowitz. What's that show about? Oh, he's also on the Golden Girls. Good for him. Now, before I officially get into the episode, I want to give a shout out to the podcast listeners. We have Reno, Nevada, Cedar Park, Texas, Portage, Wisconsin, Washington, D.C., Chevy Chase, Maryland, Westville, Oklahoma, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Barcelona, Spain, New York, Saudi Arabia, Alexandria, uh, Virginia, Brooklyn, New York, California, Austin, Texas, Massachusetts, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, Carmel, California, Serbia, Las Vegas, Nevada, Naples, Italy, Wexford, Pennsylvania... Mechanicsville, Maryland, Phoenix, Arizona, Plymouth, Massachusetts, Arlington, Virginia, Hartville, Ohio, Massachusetts, Bordeaux, France, Dublin, Ireland, and Mountain View, California. Thank you all for listening, and everybody, thank you for listening. As you probably heard in past podcasts, that season three of Silver Spoons, I will be finished with that, covering that season. At the end of this month, and then I am going to be taking a break and starting Season 4 in January. Um, in the meantime, you'll get a Halloween-ish type episode in October, a two-part Thanksgiving episode in November, and a episode a Christmas episode in December. So you'll at least be getting, you know, the three episodes, seasonal holiday episodes in season three that i skipped over so all right if you'd like to know where you can email the podcast because i'd love to hear from you you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com if you follow along uh want to follow along with the podcast on facebook you can do so at silver Sp- together we're going to find our way on an official silver spoons podcast or if you've already been listening for quite a while to the Punky Power podcast, you can just keep right on following along on the Facebook page there. The same goes with Instagram and Twitter. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode. I'm ready for a lighthearted episode. I thought um, earlier that that episode was good, Trouble with Words, but I am really, I am ready to kind of get done with the season. I, I've enjoyed it, but I definitely, uh, gonna take a little breaky poo. (laughs) So, all right. All right. So we open up the episode in the living room and the, everyone's gathered around the couch. Kate and Edward are sitting on the couch, flipping through their wedding album. Rick's sitting on the arm of the couch on one side and Alfonso's sitting on the other. And he mentions... So, Kate, you know, you really were a beautiful bride, Miss Summers. Uh, don't you mean Mrs. Stratton? They must have, like, just gotten their wedding pictures back and Kate hurriedly put them in a photo album so they can all just gush and ooh and all over how beautiful she looked in that wedding dress. (laughs) Oh, no, actually Alfonso is sitting right next to Kate. Rick's, like, propped up on the arm of the couch, just chillin'. This boy's got a couple buttons undone on his shirt and I'm not ogling at all. I mean, Rick Schroeder is a lot older than me, like at least a decade. A little over a decade. But he's, if I were a teenage girl in 1985, I would probably be salivating cause he is a beautiful specimen of a young man
0: you sure wore a beautiful bride in summers i mean mrs stratton yeah there we go <laughs> thank you Alfonso. and you certainly were handsome on our wedding day
2: oh no i yeah i was wasn't i no.
0: <laughs> look at that pile of wedding gifts <laughs> getting married is like hitting a big on the price is right
2: <laughs> by the way did you ever figure out who gave us the solar powered radio and Who gave us the antique porcelain horse head?
0: Well, all I know is that the Johnsons gave us one, and the Caraways gave us the other, and I'm trying to come up with a thank you note that covers both gifts.
2: Great idea. Try this. Thank you for your extremely unique gift. Whenever we carry it, we try not to drop it.
0: (laughs) Now... We never have to be alone when we go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. How about this? Your gift is truly a horse of a different color. <laughs> yeah, but it's something you so put that thing. i really confused. Uh, well, yeah. I think I'll go think of something else.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to take this outside and see how it works.
0: Uh, Dad, that's not the solar cloud radio.
2: I know that. I'm going to put it in a vegetable garden. should should terrorize the crows. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Unless it's a scarecrow. Yeah, Alfonso does correct himself saying, oh, I mean Mrs. Stratton. <laughs> and they have been getting, Kate's, of course, been writing the thank you notes. We had to do that. I had to do that. When I had gotten uh, our wedding gifts and stuff. But pretty much, also, I believe some of them came with cards to let us know who gave us what. At my bridal shower, somebody was actually sitting off to the side and writing when I was opening gifts and writing the names down, like, who's it from, what did you get, and then that way, when I write the thank you cards, I know what to send, or know what to thank them for. That was really awkward. I really not a fan of being in the center of attention very often and just having people like in a circle around me watch me open gifts was very stressful like all eyes on me like "Ah, ah, 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 oh my god (laughs) so Kate and Edward and Rick and Alfonso all try to come up with something clever or um Edward does he comes up with something clever And I love how when they're looking at the photo album, Kate mentions like, oh, you were such a handsome, you're so handsome that on our wedding day and everything, I thought Edward was going to come back and say, what do you mean, was handsome or something? It's like, no, oh, he's looking at the pictures like, oh yeah, it was, wasn't I? (laughs) So Edward decides to take the horse head. It's like a little horse, like, not made of porcelain, but some, like, really fancy clay almost, but it's got, like, this light pinkish-white hue to it. It's almost like somebody enlarged a horse head chest piece, if that's even a thing, and, like, just, like, enlarged it, and then it's almost like just something you would put on your mantelpiece, but he's- Edward's gonna go out and put it in the garden to scare the crows. I'm like, well... If you added some straw, maybe a hat, you could turn it into a horse, horse scarecrow. Kate goes off to figure out because they got two different gifts: uh, the horse head and the radio thing. That they got to figure. They don't know who gave who. You know, two different people. It's like who gave us this? Who gave us that? I don't know. Well, that's why they have to come up with something that sounded you know a unique gift. And whenever we use it, we'll think of you or something. Some of the wedding gifts we got, we still actually use to this day. Um, the George Foreman Grill we had gotten when we uh, for a wedding gift. We lived in the apartment and it w- would have died like a year later. And I felt so bad because I was making, kind of make like steak and all of a sudden the thing was not lighting up. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So we had gotten um, a larger family size one that still works to this day 11 years later. But it's like, I... Just it looked kind of grimy and gross. I've tried to clean it and stuff, but it's like, no, I want a different one, one one day. And I couldn't find any that had like a temperature gauge on it. So, surprise, surprise for a surprise birthday gift, Jeremy actually ordered one and it was red. Does my husband know me or what? So, Rick makes sure that Edward is out in the garden and Kate is probably in the library working on those thank you notes because he kind of checks and then he sits down kind of cons- conspiratorial with alfonso and mentions about goldman's antique shop or what is it? goldman's silver shop he rick's gonna get him an anniversary gift which is a silver frame cute really cute same with you, Alfonso. When he asks Rick, he's like, you haven't gotten them a wedding gift yet? They got married, like, a month ago. What have you been doing this whole time? And I, you know that Edward gives Rick an allowance. I doubt it's a whole lot because Rick n- needs for nothing. I mean, you've seen his bedroom. You've seen that house. You've seen the console video, those giant video game console things. Yeah. He wants for nothing. (laughs) Alfonso refers to it as tacky. Like, yeah, (laughs) but then again, how they've gotten everyone, Kate and Edward have gotten everyone thank you cards out in the mail. And these two people two couples are still waiting for their thank you cards unless they just sent those gifts recently i don't know
0: i saw a great wedding gift my dad and kate down a goldman silver shop an antique silver picture frame i'd really like to get it for him you haven't got them a wedding gift yet Ooh, tacky Anyone with knowledge of etiquette knows you have up to a year after wedding. No, you don't. it so takes a little time to save up 150 bucks.
1: Holy cow. Wow, God. that's
0: major money. How much do you have so far? Seven dollars. <laughs> of course, you owe me five. Two dollars. <laughs> have you thought about maybe earning some money? Yeah. yeah. But only as a last resort. How about collecting aluminum cans? And a Nicola can? Do you know how many I'd need to save up one hundred and fifty dollars? A lot. Yeah. yeah, a lot. I mean a jolt job. <laughs> kind jolt. of pays hard cash, and plenty of it. Here's one that pays hard cash. Plasma Madonna's wanted. What's plasma? you your age. I don't know. You can't donate plasma. And if I don't know what it is, I don't want to donate any of it. Hey, Rick, here's one that's perfect for you no experience necessary. Yeah, don't go with that. Nobody's hey. less experienced than I do. All ages considered. What's the job? us person. And listen to this earnings unlimited.
1: Yeah, I, really? You have a year to get a wedding gift? Are you crazy? No, you don't. If you haven't gotten them a wedding gift, like, within a month, or, I mean, the thought is moot at that point. Like, we've had the wedding, we've moved on from that. We're at the point where we're, like, putting out thank you cards in the mail. (laughs) But $150, this silver frame, this is a that is a and that's eight, 1985 money. So Rick's got seven, well, two dollars to his name now because Alfonso says, you owe me five dollars. I'm like, for what? I take it Rick lost a bet or borrowed money or something. But I like the fact that, yeah, he only really has $7 to his name. His dad probably isn't giving him a big allowance. Alfonso says, yeah, 150 is a lot of money. Have you tried, like, oh, I don't know, maybe earning it? And Rick, this is such a privileged kid answer where he's like, well, yeah, but then the feeling passes. Oh, no, he says only as a last resort. You are such a privileged white boy. It's not even funny. Alfonso even says how about collecting aluminum cans and you know they're not in Michigan because they only get five cents a can. Michigan gets 10 cents. Although when we moved on to Texas we're not going to be getting anything for our cans and bottles. Oh well. I remember back in the day when you went into the grocery store with a paper bag and they had to count it out for you because the automated machines had not been invented yet it was a glorious beautiful day when those automatic self-serve just pop in the cans and bottles on your own amazing a nickel a can oh my goodness but then again it's still better than nothing right Okay, so I'm guessing with this inflation calculator if I did it right. So, let's see if I if in 1985 I purchased an item for a for $150, then in 2019 that same item would cost $357.67. I calculated this <laughs> Is this correct. If he okay, at a nickel a can, you want to know how many it would take to get a, to $150? Three thousand cans. Oh my goodness gracious. You would be collecting forever and still not have enough. I like how Alfonso tries to like write in the air and figure it out. And Rick's like, oh, do you know how much it would how many cans it would be? And Alfonso's like, well, it's a lot, just say that. <laughs> Rick needs a job that pays hard cash. Well, if you're talking something legal, um, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to be able to do. Not to mention he's 14, but that was probably the working age back in 1985, probably was, you know, 14. Because I don't think he's 15 yet. Yeah, I'm going to have to say maybe 14, 15. I would guess, I mean, even if you're 14, you would not be working hardly much at uh, many hours at all. Especially if you're in school, you probably have to have a work permit and stuff like that. So they're going to look in the classified ads where they're like, oh, you can earn big bucks dominating plasma." They mispronounce it. They don't know what it is. And I'm like, first of all, you're 14. I don't know if you can donate plasma until you're at least 18. Alright, here's the FAQs for donating plasma. Generally, plasma donors must be 18. Ricky got four years. And weigh at least 110 pounds. Um, I might put them over 100 pounds, maybe. All individuals must pass two separate medical examinations, a medical history screening and testing for transmissible viruses before they donated plasma can be used to manufacture plasma protein therapies. Gotcha. You know, I try to donate plasma and unfortunately my veins are too small. Like, I guess maybe I didn't, I don't drink enough water or something like that, which, I mean, I drink a lot of Diet Coke, but I also try to balance it and mix it up with, with water, like drink water on the side to kind of balance it out. Oh no, they say Plasma correctly. Any job that really offers no experience necessary in the classifieds, you'd want to call and find out what does that mean exactly. But I call they're really teenaging Rick up a lot. They're giving him one of those rubber bracelets. They're giving him a pinky ring, like, hey, they're making him all look cool. He's, he's still got that gold chain that he's had since season one around his neck. I remember one time, I was working part-time at um, Meijer. I was living on my own for the first time, and I just wasn't getting a whole lot of hours, and I just needed more income, so... I decided to peruse the classifieds, and I came across a ad that said, you know, no experience needed, earn big money, I kind of fell into that hole. So I quit my job, I didn't give two weeks notice, I'm like, oh I started, because I did go to the interview, and found out I got the job, I didn't really know much about what it was, other than I guess you sell, it was for cut co knives at the time. And, um, I just, I went there to the seminar and I said, well, I'm quitting. They're like, what? You're not giving your two weeks notice. Like, oh no, I start my new job today. So I did that. I go there and we're like, they're doing a demonstration on the knives and everything like that. You're going to go like either door to door. You're going to sell these knives. You're going to earn money and everything. And I'm all like, wait a minute. I need money like now, like in two weeks or whatever. And you're telling me that in order for me to get a paycheck, I have to go door to door and sell these stupid knives. Really. So they'd, like, pair us up with other people that were there and, like, do sales pitches and all of this. And I'm just like, oh. After that day, I'm like, I am not coming back here. Thank you. (laughs) And because I didn't put in my two weeks notice at um, Meyer... Over the when I tried to get back in there, I could not get rehired in. So, lesson learned: (laughs) don't don't get those kind of jobs. Don't go into classifieds thinking no experience needed, earn big bucks, and think that it's gonna pan out. It's just the fact that they even hired me figures they would take anyone young and reasonable with enough sense who they can rope into just using to sell a product that they can't even sell over the phone. Okay, here's the fun thing. It says all ages consider. Really? Like, as in all ages? So if an eight-year-old went in there and wanted to, like, sell, do they even list what exactly it sells? All ages considered. What's the job? Sales person. And
0: listen to this. Earnings unlimited.
1: Guys, falling for a trap. Okay, the job is salesperson. No, nothing in that ad tells you what you're gonna be selling. And Alfonso's like, yeah, it even says earnings unlimited. Really? Well, they're fourteen. They're gullible. They need Rick needs cash. it's clearly this is very a deceitful ad and they're looking to bring in whoever can they can get roped into that ad be it adults looking for a job where they've been with a or not a factory but they've been with a a company for a long time and they're probably being aged out or they've been let go, or whatever. Hard-working individuals that bust their butt, that are just looking for a handoff in the world of hard workers. And then you get people like Rick, who, you know, there's nothing wrong. You know, he wants a job. That's awesome. That's great. But his reasoning is just, he's only going to be there to make $150, and he's going to be like, Okay, I made my money. Bye. These are grown men?! These grown men are selling faulty cameras. Are you joking? Are they their are brothers, right? Because they're eating dinner. I thought this was like a job interview. They're both wearing suits. They're both in a an office type setting, but they have plates that are like they're they're eating like cornbread and chicken and there's a thing of salt. And one of them's like, pass the salt. And the guy with the mustache is like, well, you know that salt is bad for you. And the guy with the glasses and sandy blonde hair is like, I don't care. I want the salt. I love salt. And I know it's not good for me. But on the plus side, my blood pressure is really, really good. So. (laughs) Who are these weird (laughs) men? One of them has a 70s-ish type haircut along with the glasses. I'm sorry, but that guy looks like a pinnafile. He looks... I'm going to play this because these guys are weird. They are weird with a capital W-E-I-R-D. I I would never buy anything from these men. I see these men on the street. I'm walking in the other direction because no, no, no. Just look at them. They're shifty individuals. You might be able to wear a suit and everything, but it's the eyes and the mannerisms. I'm just playing this clip.
3: Would you pass me the salt, please? (laughs) You know salt's not good for you. You use it. Yes, but I don't have your high blood pressure.
1: Bug eyes. Salt
3: does not give me high blood pressure. You give me high blood pressure. Just don't get yourself worked up. Why are you always telling me what to do? Because if I don't, who will?
1: These guys gotta be That's really
3: nice. (laughs) Yes. You're killing yourself, Al. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Count to five and send them in
1: so the guy whose name is not bill 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 is the sandy blonde haired 70s looking glasses weird man there and and the guy with the mustache has got the crazy eyes (laughs) uh phone rings and it's their secretary they probably pay her next to nothing it could even be one of their wives. I don't know. These guys have got to be brothers, though. No strangers really care about the fact that someone may or may not have high blood pressure, unless they're brothers. Um, Rick comes in, dressed in a suit, tie, looking sharp, ready to knock them dead in the interview. Oh my goodness! I was not expecting that. There's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the... If you short guy who's probably shorter than me and I'm five foot two. Um, but there's, and then there's he's the sandy blonde seventies glasses guy. And then we got the bug eyed mustached man who's at least two feet taller than this guy. He's a probably even shorter than Rick. And the guy right away takes offense. Like, Oh, he's a kid as he, and Rick is like right there. It's like, dude, I'm right here. Seriously. I know I'm a kid. You said all ages in your ad, did you not? This guy's got, like, yeah, they're this like 70s glasses that got the, like the, the brown tint. Like Freddy's glasses have the brown like the dark tint on the bottom. Like they're bifocals almost. Roy and Al? I thought Al's name was Bill. I swear he said his name was Bill. Ugh, I'm not going to rewind it and find out. Oh, their last name is McIntyre. Not McIntosh, McIntyre. And I doubt they're related to Reba. Okay, if I walked into an office and saw on this desk two plates of food, I'd be like, this looks unprofessional. Am I cl- I'm clearly interrupting something. I'm going to walk away. I'm, I'm sorry this job clearly is not for me. You guys just, you look really shifty. I, but wouldn't that be, I mean, if you're going in for an interview and let's say the guy's got a McDonald's bag on the desk, I'd be like, is, is this your lunch time? Is this okay that I'm here to do this interview? It's just, that's very unprofessional. So Rick hands over his employment uh, application, um, Roy, if that's his name, the tall dude with the mustache and bug eyes, says, hey, you got a firm handshake, Rick hands over his application, and says, I hope there's something for me in distribution. Discounts International, I don't know what that is. Is that the company? It's Discounts International? This guy... The 70s glasses guys. like, excuse me, the proper term is discount il naturel or something like that. Like, pardon moi, I don't know, I'm not up to date on my Derek Taylor Francais. International. I'm just gonna play this, cause we, you guys can probably even see for yourselves. These guys are shifty, they're weird, right away, like I said, yeah. Would not work for them, wouldn't want anything to do with them, I'd probably call the Better Business Bureau and get them on the phone and say, hey, we got a weird business here, I think you need to check it out. Maybe call the IRS.
4: Uh, Welcome, I'm Al Butler, founder and president.
3: It's
0: a kid. (laughs) Nice to meet you, sir.
3: Right. Hi, I'm Roy McIntyre, sales manager.
0: I'm Richard Stratton.
3: Nice firm handshake, eh, Al? I give it a five.
0: (laughs) Here's my employment application. I sure hope there's something for me at Discounts International.
4: Excuse me, the correct pronunciation is Discounts (laughs) International.
3: Our card. Thanks. You see, Discounts International buys factory direct from companies all over the world. And then we pass along the savings to our customer. Uh, I don't
4: know, Roy. We have nine candidates for this job. Why should we hire some kid?
0: Well, well, I'm bright. I'm outgoing. I... I've... I... I, Well? I think fast on my feet.
4: Well, I'm impressed, Al. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. In sales, you have to have a, a killer instinct.
0: I'm a killer. Honest. (laughs) <laughs> the last school library fun drive, I sold over a hundred boxes of taffy. What about that popcorn you sold? Big
3: deal. <laughs> hey, hold the phone, Al. If this kid can sell something crummy like taffy, imagine what he could do with our quality item, the hotshot camera. Are you crazy? Start him out with our finest product? Uh, maybe you're right.
0: I could sell the hotshot. I could sell dozens of them. My, my my friends, my neighbors, they all take pictures. They all
3: take pictures, Al. I don't think so, kid. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, but he is the president and the founder.
0: I just gotta have a job. You see, I need to earn enough money to buy my dad and his new wife a wedding gift.
3: Al, he does have motivation. Well.
0: When I'm not motivated, Mr. Butler, there isn't anything I can't do. My favorite story's always been the little engine who could. <laughs> Mine,
4: too. Oh, I don't know. I may live to regret this, but I think if this kid works real hard...
0: I will work hard.
4: He will work hard. Well, okay. Oh, good. Ah,
5: I'm sorry. Welcome, to right. Welcome to the family. Welcome to
4: the family. Nice handshake. Already better. I give it a five and a half, maybe a six. But this is how we work.
3: You sell a camera, you make three bucks. You sell 100,000 cameras, you make $300,000.
0: $300,000. I could retire at 15.
3: It's been known to happen.
4: (laughs) Here's your order forms, your colorful brochures. And most important of all, Rick, this is your sales presentation. Memorize this word by word.
3: Roy? Presenting the hot shot imported from a quality camera company whose name i cannot reveal by law (laughs) now you might ask how much does a camera like this cost two hundred dollars or a hundred dollars well let me tell you you can buy this camera for only
1: fifteen (laughs) dollars So let's see if I can even understand what the heck they're trying to do here. I'm guessing they buy cameras and then they turn around and sell them for half the price. So they're making money off of other c- companies. I don't get it. I'm just going to go with that. Um, the glasses, 70s glasses guy is all, look, he's a kid. I don't like this. But, you know, there's, like, 10 or 12 other applicants. But I'm thinking, um, a kid's not going to question, like, any of what's going on. An adult definitely would. So I think that's probably why they go with Rick. It's like, he can clearly keep his mouth shut. He's not going to ask any big, big questions. And apparently this camera, the hotshot camera, is one of their, like, newest items. Or best items on the market. And the short guy is really like, I don't know, he's a kid. Do you really think that he's up to the task of selling these? And Rick's like, yeah, I'm fast on my feet. I can sell anything. I sold some taffy, a bunch of it. I'm like, um, also that popcorn that you had to sell for your class to go to Washington, DC. I remember that. Didn't bring that up, but oh well. So they decide to go with him. like, all right, here is your order forms, here is your brochures and of course the employee handbook manual you need to memorize that front to back and here is the they have it on a little purple uh fabric that they whip off and show the camera it's a basic camera with a flashy looking lens on it and he's like, oh, do you think this is $200? $100? No, you can have this camera for 15 bucks." But in 1985, how much money you think teenagers are walking around with in their pocket? 20 bucks? I doubt it. I'd say anywhere between $5 and $10 a kid's going to be walking around with that kind of money unless their parents like give them a really good allowance or if they got jobs that's one thing but even rick's at one point only had seven bucks to his name so and i remember the time that he was doing ripping out weeds and whatever in the garden and he got maybe like two or three dollars from his dad so nine candidates excuse me not 10 not 12. rick also lists that he's bright and outgoing he thinks fast on his feet yes those are all wonderful good qualities for a kid so mustache Bug Eyes is like, you know, I think he sounds good, we should go with him. But glasses is all like, you know what? I don't know. I mean, he's gotta have a killer instinct. And Rick's like, I have a killer instinct. Grrz right in that guy's face because Rick is like two inches taller than him, so. Oh a library fun drive, that's great, Rick, and he sold over a hundred boxes of Taffy. I don't know. Do you like Taffy? I mean, I've had Laffy Taffy, which I'm sure is not even the same thing. I know of Saltwater Taffy. Like, mm, I don't know. I'm not big on the Taffy. Apparently, this Hot Shot camera is their finest product. I really, honestly, gotta say, are they, are they just putting him on as like, oh, let's just say, like, we don't think he can do it, and then let him prove himself or something like that. They're letting him buy this whole hook, line, and sinker thing, and Rick's just gullible enough to like, yeah, I can do it. I'll sell a hundred. I have friends, other teenagers, a whole school of them. I'll, every dang one of them's going to buy a camera. I can promise you that. I'll sell them all. I'll be the top seller. Friends and neighbors all take pictures. Not with their phones, because that doesn't exist yet. But they have cameras. Everyone has cameras. Apparently Glasses was the president of the company. And he's not interested. But then again, he's like, you know what, we'll go with you. And Rick's desperate at this point. He reveals like I have to get a wedding gift for my dad and his new wife. And Mustache guy's like, Yeah, you know, he's got motivation. And he's like, Yeah, I got a bunch of motivation. I will sell those cameras. Let's move on from this because I'm over the scene. They give him the job. So Rick has the silver frame. He's trying to do a bow. He's got tissue paper, like light blue tissue paper with a white ribbon. Well, he's really messing up the bow. Like, just. You don't need to put a bow on it. Forget it. Only the most experienced gift wrappers can do the bow. I remember when I worked in the flower section of um, Meyer And, you know, people come in for, I think it was Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or something. And they all wanted, like, balloons. And I love how, I learned how to curl, like, the ribbon of the balloon. Like, just take the edge of the scissor. And just go, and then it'll curl right up that was my favorite part fight back with David David Horowitz okay so that's where this comes in so Rick comes in with his gift he's just like forget the ribbon it's on here but I'm not going to attempt to do anything with it it's just hanging loosely like people who don't tie their shoes and they have or they tie them and the lace gets undone like "Ah, I'm not going to fix it that drives me nuts but I'm going to play this clip Don't get ripped off,
5: and we'll be right back to fight back after these messages.
0: You guys got a minute? Oh, sure, sir. Happy wedding. (coughs) (coughs) I wrapped it myself. But you didn't have to give us a wedding gift. Oh, well, in that case, I'll Uh, just... Yes,
5: you did. Open it.
0: initials engraved right there
2: oh, oh son it's beautiful where'd you get the money to buy something like this
0: well I work selling these really great cameras factory direct their discount's discounted only 15 bucks
2: <laughs> sounds like a pretty good deal
0: it is, I didn't want to tell you about it because I wanted this gift to be a surprise well I am really touched and I have the perfect picture for this in the library
2: how about the picture where I'm feeding you the cake
0: how about the picture where I'm feeding you the cake
2: What's well, compromise How about a picture of the cake? Is it a bargain at
5: $19.99? You might not think so when your genuine Tiffany lamp turns out to be a genuine ripoff. Here's an offer that might be difficult for you to turn away from. A state-of-the-art, fully automatic imported camera usually sells for $100. Now, before you reach into your pocket, you should know that what you see is not oh, that what you is get. Garbage. Don't be fooled into buying junk like this. Ugh. And if you do get ripped off,
1: what do you do? <laughs> <Pick> your butt <laughs> Rick even had their names engraved out their initials. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh It's like happy wedding day or happy wedding something. Oh, he says, happy wedding. And hands the gift to Kate. And Edward's like, oh, well, son, you didn't have to do this. And he goes to take it back. And he's like, no, but I'm happy you did. Thank you. And it's just so beautiful. Such a beautiful frame. And Edward and Kate go into the library because they're deciding what picture should we put in there? The one of you feeding me the cake or the one of you feeding me the cake? Let's, Edward's like, let's compromise and just have a picture of the cake. Um when Rick gives the gift, his legs are like jittery, like he's had like five or six cups of coffee or cappuccino. It's like you got ants in your pants, buddy? What's up? Maybe he's just so excited to open the gift. So Rick sits on the couch while Kate and Edward are deciding what picture to put in the frame. I'd say just a beautiful wedding picture of you two together holding each other would just be great. Um, Fight Back is still on the TV. And they see a lamp that's supposed to be for sale in 1999. A crystal, like, um, stained glass lamp. And it's an itty-bitty, like, it would go in a dollhouse. It's really small. So it's just companies that are selling these images of something that you basically probably order over the phone, and then you get it mailed to you, and then it's, like, a piece of crap. Like, this is not what I ordered. What is this garbage? Brooke's just laughing. (laughs) This is so funny. And then we get to the camera, where... Turns out, that pretty camera that they showed- that display camera that they showed to Rick? No. You get, like, some cheapy 35mm camera that looks like you would buy out of a, um... To an amusement park or something like oh i don't have my camera here they got one of these let's just buy one or like one of those disposable cameras that you get for like 10 bucks or something that you use at like weddings and stuff like that as a gift they did that at my wedding i went and (laughs) had that film developed i only paid for a couple pictures because a lot of it was just kids probably running around taking pictures of the grass or like some people like who are these people i i just it's like no well i like this picture and this picture so there's like maybe 50 plus pictures and i paid for two of them like this is so i didn't know what was on those cameras <laughs> until i had those pictures developed so rick's like oh crap oh man i just sold all of those cameras to the kids in my school oh my gosh they're gonna kill me Okay, I want to see how many cameras did he actually sell to get $150. Hello
0: operator, <laughs> I'm trying to reach discounts in Tanastia now. Yeah, they don't 555-3604. I keep getting a busy signal. <laughs> really is busy, huh? Thanks. Yeah, right, they got
1: the phone off of it, clearly.
0: Hi guys <laughs> Rick, we've got a big problem here this camera doesn't have auto focus auto wind or auto anything all it's got is auto mess up
3: this camera is bogus uh, thank
0: you. this isn't like the camera they showed me no kidding look at this picture Larry took well, I-, I can make this out. Larry, isn't that your bulldog? That's his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. Hey,
1: I want my money back, yeah. okay? Yeah, There's right been just I kind spend spend some
0: kind of mistake. I'm just on my way to discount it now. Now, <laughs> I'm going to strain this thing out, okay? Yeah, well, you better. I will. Yeah, and if you don't get our money back, I'll personally make sure that you don't get another date for the rest of your high school life. It's only $15. (laughs) If Rick says it's gonna be okay, then it's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be okay, isn't it, Rick? (laughs) Hey. That's what I was afraid of. (laughs)
1: I did the math and it only came out to like 8 or 9 people which there's Alfonso, Gary, Larry, a girl. I think that's it. Oh, hey Phil, he's dressed in a painter's outfit. That's adorable. Turns out the cameras are garbage. They don't want to focus, they don't want to rewind. They just take crappy pictures. And Alfonso hands Rick a picture that Larry took and Rick's like, oh, yeah, I can make this out. This is your bulldog, right, Larry? And Alphonse is like, uh, that's his girlfriend. I'm like, uh, Whoops. Sorry, Larry. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. I will take care of it. I'm going to go personally to Discount or um, International and find out what's going on. And they want their money. Of course they want their money back. And I'm sure, I'm surprised Rick didn't say, well, I actually spent it on a frame. Um, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I'll get it back. Alfonso, luckily, the kids, well, not luckily, they all want to beat him up, especially the girl who says, if you don't fix this and make it right, I'll make sure you never get a date for as long as you live. Alfonso says, guys, look, Rick says he'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. Okay, let's just move on. And before Alfonso walks out the door, everyone else is already out of the house. He turns to Rick and says, Rick, you're going to take care of this, right? And Rick's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And Alfonso just like, yeah, I thought so. I bet it's because Edward and Kate come out with the frame. They probably already put a picture in there. And I bet um, Rick's like, can I actually have it back? I need to return it. I'm sorry, I'll buy you something else. A cheap dollar store frame. <laughs> That's silver.
0: Rick, look at
2: this. What a perfect see. gift, son. Yeah,
0: it's something we will treasure always. I want to see. It's a great picture. Yeah, can I you see, can see, see it? your oh. faces and everything? Beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's I wonderful. It. Look, you don't have to say you like it just to please me. I can return it, get my money back, and get you something better later. <laughs> return it? Never. Rick, it's exquisite.
2: You know what makes it so special, son? You bought it with your own hard-earned money, and I'm very proud of you for that.
0: It's nothing all that great.
2: You know, I was thinking we could use some of those cameras down at Eddie Toys for employee bonuses. Give me a price break on a dozen. No. Okay, you drive a hard bargain. And I'll pay you full price. No,
0: I'm. I I can't sell you any. I don't work for them. Why owner. not? Why not? You see, this camera was so successful that it sold out forever. They're never making any more. The company went out of business. You'll never, ever, ever see them again. Ever.
1: (laughs) 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 Of course, Ray tries to take the picture back, and Kate's still got a hold of it. Like, no, no, you're not taking this back. This gift is beautiful, and. Edward's like, yes, and you know what makes it that much more special? That you bought it with your own hard-earned money. And I'd be like, well, he actually used the people that paid for the cameras. He used their money, but still. Edward even likes the, so much that he wants to give the cameras as a bonus to his employees at Eddie Toys. And Rick's like, no, no, you can't. Um, because they don't make them anymore. I'd be like, they were like limited quality, basically, limited edition, just never to be made again. So Glasses is on the phone, because we come back to the office, he's ordering the food processors. I would have brought all those kids to- with him. If I were Rick, I would have brought all of them with me. Disgruntled customers, and given those two guys a beatdown. down. Seriously. No wonder they took in Rick as an employee. Any adult would be down there beating these two men to a bloody pulp. I would be beating them to a pulp. I'd be suing them, too. Or I'd encourage the kids that got ripped off to join a class action lawsuit or whatever those things are, and I'll sue this entire company. Just sue, Sue them all. Sue them until they got nothing left. Your secretary must be out to lunch.
0: Hey, look who's here, our star salesman. Yeah, I sold 80 cameras. Which means I'm I'm 80 ex-friends who own an orange box with a strap on it. Look at this piece of junk the electric guy's painted on.
4: There there must be some mistake.
3: (laughs) Well, no wonder they're upset. This is not the 200LT. No, that's the 100LT. Those idiots in Taiwan fouled up the order. That really steams me. I personally am going to give Fong Choi the tongue lashing of his life. You watch.
0: What am I supposed to do? Tell my gym coach sorry about the bad camera, but it's okay because some guy named Fong Choi is getting yelled at?
3: Al, we got to refund the money to the kid. Well, I can't do that.
0: Come on. All my friends think I ripped him off, and I'm going to ruin a reputation it took a lifetime to build.
3: Oh, no. Did you hear that, Al? Yeah, yeah. What do you say? Okay, you big softy.
0: You really are nice guys.
4: Yeah, that has nothing to do with it. Discounts international has <laughs> stood behind every product we've sold for 25 years. That's right. Okay, now, that means uh, 80 times 50. $1,200 minus a commission of $240. Wait,
0: I already spent my commission money.
4: Can I help it if you're an impulse buyer?
0: Well, I can't pay everybody back. Is it my fault they shipped the wrong camera?
3: No, but, but why should I absorb your losses?
0: Hey, Al, he's
3: just a 14-year-old kid. Well, sure, he's taller than you are. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know any better. He's right. Fung Choi will pay us back. Ah, okay, okay.
0: Thanks. This is great, guys. There you go. Boy, am I relieved! Thanks again, Al.
4: Our
3: pleasure.
0: That check's
1: gonna bounce. You know. I want cash.
3: He really is a nice kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet he doesn't steal other people's candy
1: bars.
5: <laughs>
1: so, Rick comes in wanting the money back, holding up the cameras for evidence, saying these are utter garbage. Of course, Roy and Al—I got their names right. Glasses and. Frickin mustache man, <laughs> they uh they just say, oh, well, you have the, they shipped the wrong model. This is the T100 or whatever, not the 200 or, I'm sorry. And because Rick spent that commission that he made, cause he said he sold 80 cameras. That's $1,200. He even sold one to his gym teacher. But they're like, yeah, 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 don't worry, that company will pay us back. You know, the ones that made the cameras. And, of course, Glasses writes him a check. And says, here you go, don't worry about it. I'm like, I'd want cash. I'm like, this check is bogus. How do I know it's not going to bounce when I take it to the bank? That's because Rick's 14, he, he wouldn't have thought of that. Like, take a good, long, hard look at that check. <laughs> So, we're back at the house, and Edward has probably been fielding calls about people complaining about that faulty camera that Rick sold him. Looks like he's got quite a few messages on that table there. The while you were out messages. He's like, yeah, don't worry, I'll tell him. Yeah, you know that Rick's gonna get an earful when he walks in the door. Like, I've been fielding calls from kids teachers, janitors, cafeteria workers, all day asking about these these cameras you're selling? You're selling cameras? I I didn't know anything about this.
2: Yeah, well, I'll tell him about it. (laughs) You believe any of this? Hello. Hello, Freddy. Right. The camera. Freddie, I'm sure that Rick would never intentionally sell you a bad camera. Yes, I know how it is when you're at an important event and your camera doesn't work. Your mom is in the World Series of Quilting tonight? Gosh, wish her luck. Okay, Freddie, I'll have him call you when he gets back. Bye-bye.
0: I can't believe all of these complaints.
2: Rick has some explaining to do. He sure does. Hi. Hi, son. I have a few messages for you about a certain camera. From Tommy, JT, (laughs) Gwendolyn, Roxy, Vito, Coach Herkimer, Vice Principal Miletic.
0: I didn't sell a camera to the Vice Principal.
2: I know you didn't. He just wants to know why you sold one to Tommy. JT? Raylan? Roxy?
0: Dad, I think I need your help. You think? Yeah, really. Okay, I'm positive. See, I went to Discounts in Tanathian Now. <laughs> a place where I got these cameras. And I told them I wanted my money back so I could repay all my customers. They seemed real nice about it. They even gave me this refund check. They actually reimbursed you? No. Well, then there's no problem. Well, the check bounced. Except when I went to the bank to cash it and bounced.
1: Of course it did. Well,
0: then. There's a problem. They <laughs> <laughs> really got sucker dabbed. They have this nice office in a Wabanobli building. They seem so nice. <laughs> then I saw David Horowitz on his TV show. He gave a whole report about the camera scam. If <laughs> I'd only seen it earlier. Why don't you call David Horowitz? You know him. That's right. You met him when you did that commercial challenge.
2: Yeah, he proved Eddie Toy's little Plumber Toolkit could fix a real toilet. <laughs> We faced the fight back challenge and won! Aha! I am gonna call. You. And after I do, we're going down to that office and get your money back. They're, cash. I'm sure they All will. All right! These guys aren't big, are they?
0: Well, yes and no.
1: <laughs> so we hear about Freddy. He calls Edward. Of course, his he needs a camera that actually works, because his grandmother's in the U.S. Open of quilting? Well, Freddie, I don't know what to tell you. The fact that you don't even have a backup camera, no one in your family has a camera other than that piece of crap that you bought from Rick, well, don't know, buddy. We even, as... Edward is mentioning all the other people. We get Tommy. We get a vice... Well, the vice president wants to know why Rick sold all these faulty cameras. Um, JT apparently still goes. (laughs) He's still living in Shallow Springs. And he's going to the high school. We don't ever see him, but I bet. I bet that is the same JT. We will never see him. This is the first mention we've gotten since sometime in season two. So, yeah. I miss you, JT. I miss Derek, too. You know, I even kind of miss Freddie. So they decide to call, uh, Mr. Horowitz, who does the infomercial about proving faulty companies selling crappy products. And that way, they can just let them. Know, hey, I worked for them. I got scammed. They owe me money. Of course, this check bounce, which I'm not surprised. Yeah, you know, I knew that check was gonna bounce. That's not like, dude. No, I want cash. I don't want a check. I don't want an IOU. I, I I don't want a Green Dot card don't want anything via PayPal. Just, <laughs> I want like cash in my hand, in my palm, where I can touch it, feel it, count it, and know it's there. So Everett even says, then we're gonna go down there, you and me, and straighten this out and talk to these two guys. And then he's like, uh, Rick, are these big guys? And Rick's like, well, one of them's tall and the other one's like a couple inches shorter than I am, so I can easily take that guy. But uh, yeah. Tommy, JT, Gwendolyn, Roxy, Vito. Wait a minute. This is not the same Vito from Growing Pains. Ben's friend, Vito, Paducci. Coach Herkimer. Vice principal Militich. It's funny all these names. I bet that Roxy was named after, um, wasn't there a singer in the 80s called Roxy? Oh, you gotta be kidding. I am not surprised. There's nothing there. Those guys, like, boom. They are gone. They are out of the country. Good luck finding them. The secretary was probably not even a real secretary. It was probably one of their wives or girlfriends or whoever. But there's nothing that... Oh, yeah, oh my gosh. You know what this reminds me of? Remember the cosmetic scam episode from Punky Brewster? Where, <laughs> where they all go down to a basement that's got nothing but, like, Like, a table with a couple phones and some crappy products that (laughs) have, like, you rip the label off and it's, like, liquid dish soap when it's supposed to be, like, some, like, shampoo or something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You sure there's the place, son?
0: I'm positive, Dad. They must have skipped town. Maybe someone else. Unfortunately,
5: got that's the way all these things end up. Who's oh, that? David. Thank David. you for coming down.
2: Ways? This is my son, Rick.
0: Yeah, the victim. <laughs> nice to
2: meet you. Nice to meet you, Rick. Can't we call the police or something? You know, technically you could.
5: But the worst that these guys have done is false advertising, which is a misdemeanor.
0: Well, can't we take them to people's court? <laughs>
5: In order to go to people's courts, you have to have people.
0: I feel so mad, I want to kick something. (laughs) They didn't leave anything to kick. (laughs) No.
5: Hey, listen, don't feel bad. You
2: know, most of us at one time or another fall for schemes like this. Rick, when I was your age, I remember I saw a great ad in the back of a comic book for X-ray glasses.
0: X-ray glasses?
2: Yep, said you could see through steel, see through concrete, see through...
0: Clothes?
4: Yeah.
2: Yep. Other things. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> cost a dollar. Gee, I paid two dollars. I remember when I put them on, I couldn't even see through the window.
0: Well, x-ray glass is the one thing. This camera looks so good. I thought it was such a bargain.
2: Well, if it looks too good
5: to be true, it, it probably is. Yes. That's the tip-off to the rip-off.
0: I feel I terrible. Like tip-off to the rip-off? I feel like I got a part in ripping off my friends. I gotta pay them back.
2: I'll tell you what. I'll float you alone. You can pay me back. Work at odd jobs, mowing lawns. I know what. You can collect aluminum cans. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Rick, I have an idea.
5: Why don't you come on my show and tell everyone how you got ripped off?
0: What? And make a fool out of myself in front of millions of people? Forget it. They already But you
5: wouldn't be making a fool out of yourself. Instead, you'd be making people aware so that they don't get ripped off. Instead of being a fool, what you would be is a hero.
0: What well, time has to be there, Dave.
2: <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of Discounts International, huh?
0: Uh, Dad, that's Discounts International. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: David Horowitz shows up, and of course, Edward's like, well, can't we, like, call the police or do something? It's like, well, I mean, you could call them, but, I mean, you gotta have people. And they're not here. All you gonna have is Rick's word and those faulty cameras. And Rick, yeah, he looks around, he's like, Wow, they must have skipped town. I'm like, Yeah, well, what's your first guess? There's nothing there. Either that or somebody else some disgruntled customer got to them first and those guys are probably dead. Or were forced to leave the country at gunpoint. I don't know. Oh, okay, so when he um, refers to the police, he's like, well, you could call the police Edward, but the worst these guys have done is they've sold f- faulty cameras, false advertising, and the most they'd get would be a misdemeanor. And Rick's like, yeah, we can take him to people's court. And David's like, well, you could if they were here. <sighs> I mean, Rick's a minor. He's 14 years old. There'd be laws against that now. Conspiring with a minor or something. I don't know. That probably isn't anything. Rick is so angry. He's like, oh man, I want to kick something. Then he looks at him. He's like, yeah, but they didn't leave anything to kick. It's like, dude, go kick a wall, man. Go knock that picture frame off the wall. Do something. I would. They have those vertical blinds. Go mess up those blinds and like, make them all like crooked and stuff bend the slats so david says you know rick don't feel bad i mean most of us fall for scams and stuff like that and edward says when he was a boy he he had gotten these x-ray glasses from um you know order out of the catalog type thing and he paid a buck for him and he was hoping he could see through like a wall or steel or Thing, oh, Of course, he doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to check out uh, what was underneath girls' clothes via the x-ray specs. Um, <laughs> David's like, yeah, you know, I paid $2 for those. Like, meh. I'm sure people at one point or another have been had. I mean, I kind of, if you want to call that cuckoo knives thing me being had, me being gullible... But, I mean, honestly, if I used my head a little more, I would have kept my job. Granted, the position that I held, that area would have been shut down I would have been transferred to another department of the store. But even still, it's just like... So I like how Rick here is saying, like, I screwed over my friends. I gotta pay him back, Dad. And Edward's like, yes, son, you definitely do got to pay them back. And I will help you. I'll give you a little loan ski. You can pay it back doing odd jobs. You'll mow the lawn. You know, this or that. David's like, Rick, you could even go one better and come on my show and admit what happened and let everyone else out there know. Because it's not just the kids you sold those cameras to. It's other people most likely, too, have been built into buying these cameras. And Rick at first is like, well, I mean, I don't want to do that. I mean, I'd make myself like a laughing stock and everything and humiliate myself. But I like how David turns it around and says, well, you actually would be a hero when doing this. And that right away changes Rick's mind like, you know what? On second thought, I think I will do it. And all three of them walk out of the, out, of, out of the office, and that's the episode. I thought this was a cute episode. Um I would rate this one 3 out of 5 trains. I would rate it higher. I I like it better than the whole that Jake guy, the guy who called everybody Jake. What was his name like Ledge? Yeah, I like this episode better. Those two guys were creeps, man. I swear they must have been brothers. I mean, no one but your family or are- Maybe a friend cares if you have high blood pressure or is going to make a point to say, don't eat salt, you ate my candy bars. Come on, seriously? I mean, yeah. As far as a silver spoonful for this episode, it's like, like David said, if it seems too good to be true, it most likely 99.9% of the time, it is. It's too good to be true. There is one time, um, there was this type of candy, it came in a little plastic jug. It was called bubble jug, and what it was, it was just powdered, like that when you put it in your mouth would turn into gum. And I bought some, and there's a little contest that said, like, when a trip to San Francisco or California or whatever. I got a letter in the mail from them, and it said something about me being like a runner-up in the contest. So I showed it to my bus driver. And I said, "Look, I could be a winner. I could be going to California." I wasn't I was maybe f- 450 how old was I? I honestly think I must have been older than yeah. I was still a teenager cuz I showed it to her and she like, "You might want to talk to your family about this. I don't think this is really real." And I think I did show it to my grandma. And she, she's just like, no, no, this isn't, mm, mm, this isn't, it. this is garbage, this is, yeah. For anything that says you won a prize, but you have to pay money, like, the publisher's clearinghouse has got to be one of the biggest scams in the world. I'm sure there are people out there that win it, and, you know, good for them, but... No, Jeremy's mom finally, I mean, she had been, like, buying stuff from Publishers Clearinghouse, and after a while, it's like, no, I'm not winning any money. I just keep ordering stuff. And she ended up getting this, um, like, wooden jewelry box that she ended up getting a sliver in her finger from, and she had to go to the emergency room. Like, ugh. It's just sad. Just sad. Also, when it comes to, I don't even know, um... Don't trust classified ads for jobs. I learned the hard way, and I I was stupid. But uh, no, you want to look for a job? Just um, what's that one job site like Indeed and stuff like that? I've heard things about that. So, <coughs> um, oh 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 okay. I got one. I got one here. Um, when I was on, t- I was living on my own and no it was like right after i graduated high i swear because um i used some of my graduation money and my dad got so angry with me because i did this uh it was called jobs inc or something and it was like you paid them to use their computers to do job hunting like you like paid what was it like a hundred and fifty dollars or something i paid stupid stupid me so you could search the computers and they will give you, like, job postings that you could go and apply. My grandma went down there and just raised holy heck with them. Like, saying how you took you took advantage of this girl and this and that and just, and I even called them and I said, I want my money back. And they said, well, we can't refund you your money. You, when you signed the papers you you should have read that. Like, non-refundable. I I learned the hard way with that one, definitely. It's like, no, if you need to pay somebody to let you look at their computer and look at job postings, then it's not worth it. Alright, here's another goofy-looking episode. <laughs> what is this episode? This is cray-cray. They must be doing goofy ones until they eventually get to the season finale, which is a serious episode. Similar to that of the Candace Cameron in the Punky Brewster episode where her dad, like, takes her and kidnaps her and keeps her from her mom. And, like, they travel all over. She's got to change her name constantly. But anyway... The one I'm talking about that I'm doing next week is season three, episode 21, entitled All the Principals Men. Not All the President's Men, All the Principals Men. This episode aired on March 10, 1985, when Rick reveals that the cafeteria has been substituting horse meat. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is so nasty. Is that even. R- oh my god! Okay, substituting horse meat for beef on his cable access show. He's got a cable access show? Seriously? This has got to be through the school, right? The principal wants to know his source. Okay, I bet it's Freddie. I bet his source is Freddie. Because when Edward was talking to him on the phone, um, Freddie said he needed his camera. And I thought, oh, maybe he's like a journalist for like... Uh, the pa- school paper, like, a reporter taking pictures of, like, sports. But, no. Uh, this episode- Whoa! This episode's got a 7.9 out of 10? Seriously? This episode's gotta be good, then. It's gotta be good. Or, <laughs> Jack Riley. Mr. S- <laughs> this name- Who the writers? Who's coming up with these names, man? These are cray, cray. Oh, we get the reappearance of Freddy. Oh, Freddy, Freddy Bear. I miss Freddy sometimes. Sometimes I miss him. Sometimes I want him to go away. Um, Jack Riley played Mr. Snodgrass. Is this a principal? This, oh, R. I. P. This guy passed away three years ago. Oh, that's he passed away on John Stamos's birthday. Isn't it the Garfield show? As Ghost Cat. Oh, this oh this Garfield show, TV show that aired from 2008 to 2016. Eight years? Oh, my gosh. 19 episodes as Stu Pickles in All Grown Up. He was, oh, this guy actually did Stu Pickles. He did the voice of Stu Pickles in The Rugrats. All f- 144 episodes. He was an episode of Yes, Dear. He was... In that 70s show for an episode rugrats go wild rugrats oh there's a lot of video games too recess schools out he was in an episode what is this rugrats acorn nuts and diapy butts <laughs> what is this a movie it's an hour and seven minutes long. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, this is perfect for fall. Let me read it. Angelica warns the rugrats: the season of fall is a time of change, and change ain't always food. When Grandpa Lou decides to move to the retirement community, the babies are afraid. Afraid she's right. Oh, uh, good for them. Um. Oh, grow up. That's a. What is this? A TV show? Oh, this is cr- this is a terrible tagline three guys two girls and a beep and there's a dog here a comedy for immature audiences what is this garbage it, it was only on for 13 episodes okay uh rock movie Uh, working is there anything else this guy's oh my gosh was he in seinfeld <gasps> rider what's that about buggy nights he was in buggy nights this old man muffin tops i know the muffin top episode he played Ryder. I don't know what that is. He was in Friends. Dave's oh, married with oh, This guy is like, he is, he was in uh, Night Court. Seven episodes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. I know. If you guys don't really care about this, I mean, don't worry about it. Um, But I'll be talking. He was in Punky Brewster. Who did he play in that? Oh my goodness. Oh, I know this guy. He was in Brandon's commercial. He was commercial at Punky's place. Oh my goodness. He definitely is aged. What other? He was an elf? Oh my goodness. Alright. Um, Enough with this dude. Who's this other dude? Is this guy? He's Mr. Sno- Snobgrass. <laughs> and someone named... La- oh, that's a dude named Larry. What has this dude been? He's been in stuff. What? This guy who plays Larry was a coach in Life Goes On. He played Paints Kuttner. Coach Paints Kuttner. Don Draper, the actor, who plays Dr. Percy? Okay, so this guy is this... Who the character name... They must have taken this name of this actor, Don Draper, and used it for... Madman. I... Mad Men. I've never seen... I tried watching a episode and I just could not get into it. But, um... Yeah, that was the episode. I hope you like it. Um, I wanna... Let's go back. Let's kinda... I wanna go... Cause there's only a few episodes left of the season. So let's kinda... I wanna kinda talk about the next... Season 3, episode 22, Return of the Paisley Conspiracy. Edward forgets Rick's father and son banquet when he and an old buddy revive their singing career. Really? I mean, he's got a beautiful John Denver quality voice. But seriously, if I had a parent that forgot something that important, I would be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh my gosh. Let me think of it it. i would emancipate myself and move out of that house like seriously edward why why edward singing career i mean i know he doesn't he has his company and everything and he just do whatever i want to reinvent my singing career like blanche's father on golden girls that went nowhere <laughs> the secret life of of rick or of ricky Str- are we going back to ricky now because his name's been Rick. I've been trying transitioning to calling him Rick since the start of Season 3. This is Season 3, Episode 23. Rick feels bad about himself when he sees how gorgeous his computer date is. This has got to be like early days of catfishing where you're writing to someone and you send a photo that isn't you or you're IMing someone or texting and you're sending like a fake photo of someone that is not you um the season finale is entitled The Babysitters this is season 3 episode 24 Rick babysits a girl he suspects was taken from her mother by her father uh a boy in this season finale episode is familiar if you watch Mr. Belvedere one of the really talked about episodes other than the um child molestation episode Um, the counselor, the other most talked about episode of Mr. Belvedere is the AIDS episode from season two where Wesley's friend has AIDS. He's a hemophiliac, much like Ryan White. Uh, because as soon as I, I saw a clip of this on, um, YouTube and I'm like, I know that kid wearing the same glasses, probably the same jacket. He played Danny- oh, he plays a character named Freddy in, um, Different Strokes, because I'm on season six of Different Strokes, and let me tell you, I had to shut off an episode because it was that bad, and not bad, like, disturbing It what- well, it was disturbing in another sense. (sighs) Like, they are really- rip the bottom of the barrel scraping at scraps for story it's like storylines and I'm only on the first disc. I'm like seven episodes deep in season six and just like ugh, seriously um Conrad Bain who plays Philip Drummond has a brother, twin brother in real life who in the show for an episode played a st- Cousin named Anna, and then Dana Plato, who plays Kimberly on the show, played a boy named Hans, who is Anna's son. And I'm just like, I watch a few minutes. I'm like, I, I can't. I had to shut it off. I'm like, this just makes me visibly uncomfortable. And I'm like, why are we doing this? This episode is absolute garbage. And Jeremy, of course. Because I was going to watch the episode last night, but it's like, no, it's getting too late. He's like, no, you got to finish that episode or it doesn't count. I'm like, really? It doesn't count? Seriously? No, I can't finish it. I mean, half the time I was watching, I wasn't even looking at the screen. I was just on my phone like, I can't with this episode. Well, yeah, um, Conrad Bain's brother... I forgot what his name is. Um... Yeah, dressed as, as as a woman, as Cousin Anna, and Dana Plato in Season 6 cut her hair, like, really, really short. And she's supposed to be this little cherub boy named Hans with a mischievous grin and, like, getting Arnold into trouble and everything. But, pfft. anyway, ugh, I just can't. I know going forward... There's two more seasons. This season, he's going to marry that lady, and Danny Cooksey's going to come on the scene. Dana Plato, I think, is on her way out. I believe, did she get pregnant in season... The actress got pregnant in season six, and then she just made, like, guest appearances. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Willis is on his way to graduating high school. He's, like, a junior, senior. He's 17, I think. Dang, he's getting old. They're older, (laughs) but yeah, um, this is not a different strokes podcast. But um, I wouldn't mind covering at least the pilot episode; that would be cool. But that being said, guys, this was a kind of a fun, fun fun-ish episode. But hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back next week with um, what is it again? (laughs) All the president's men with the. Horse meat beef in the lunchroom. Gross. Bye bye. Have a great week uh week everybody. Bye.
5: Together.